Have you ever felt like you belonged? Like you didn't have to work at being part of a group? It's such a comforting feeling. And this isn't the norm, though, for people pleasers and perfectionists. And that's why this week I thought I would explore the difference between fitting in and belonging. And how most of us are stuck in fitting in when we're really longing to belong. Hey, I'm Vicki Smith, and you're listening to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Each week, I deep dive into the world of people pleasers and perfectionists and come to the surface with practical tools and new perspectives to move you through the common beliefs and hurdles that have been snagging you for way too long. I think it's time for us to finally feel confident in our relationships, don't you? Let's get this show on the road then. Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Want to start doing things on your terms and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships? Well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? Well, stick around, friend. I'll show you how. Hey, y'all. So sometimes I get an idea for an episode, it just comes to mind, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I really want to get into this topic. And that is how this episode started. But this is my third draft of this episode. Because this whole thing of fitting in versus belonging is still very sticky to me. And I'm going to use this time together to untangle myself a little. So I guess y'all are along for the ride with me as I try to uncomplicate my mind around this. Okay, so let's just get into it. I am a master at fitting in. I've been doing it my whole life. And I mean like my entire life because in my family, I'm the baby by 10 years. My siblings are 10 and 13 years older than me. And honestly, I always felt like I was an afterthought in my parents' planning. I mean, they had this family routine and this dynamic going for like 10 years before I came along. And in 10 years, a group of people will figure out how they want to do things and they will do them repetitively enough for it to become the norm. And I had to conform to that way of doing things, which I mean, all second and third kids do that too, right? Like, welcome. This is how we do things. But because I was literally a whole other generation from the established group, my way of doing things actually couldn't and wouldn't fit with them. I would be different, you know, because all humans are unique, but I was also different in the way that wasn't the greatest. (laughs) I wouldn't know any of this though on an intellectual level until I was in my 20s and just really establishing myself as an adult. Mainly because being an individual in my family wasn't exactly welcomed. So without even knowing this, I had felt this nagging sense of being kind of a part of, but not really in the group of my family. I couldn't have articulated that, but I just knew it was there. And almost like that was my norm, that unsettling feeling the questions that were unconscious, but that they were just in my mind all the time. Am I okay? Am I doing this right? Am I going to get in trouble for this? Why are they not happy with me? (laughs) 
How do I do this thing more, so, you know, different or better so that they will, things will be easier. There won't be as much tension between us. And that's basically what fitting in feels like. Constant in your mind, assessing the situation, basically constant self-doubt really. And the beginning of your ability to read the room and sense what's needed and hone your emotional antenna, that is also what fitting in feels like. I mean, why the hell wouldn't I have become a pleaser and a perfectionist with that being the water that I swam in? So have you ever seen the movie Gravity with Sandra Bullock? She was tethered to sort of the mothership, but she was alone and floating out in the big world of open space um, kind of knowing that her life depended on getting back to the ship, the source. And that is what home was supposed to feel like to me. It was supposed to feel like the mothership, <laughs> the place that I could land and just be okay and relax. And like, I wanted my family to be that group that was just Oh, so reliable, you know, that has your back and believes in the same stuff that you do and cheers you on as you become you. I mean, your family is really your first team to belong to. The place where you don't have to work at being loved. When you're fitting in, none of that is really present. And there isn't a place to rest in the community of others. (laughs) A place to lean back and just go, I'm home. As people pleasers and perfectionists, we know what it's like to work more than rest when we're in relationships. And God love us for trying to make our place in the pack, right? I mean, we know that it's safer to be part of a unit, a team, a tribe, even though that word isn't really the most popular these days. But we as humans, not even just pleasers, we know instinctively that we need to kind of hang out with the group, safety and numbers sort of thing. Being on the outskirts of the group, you know, back in the day meant that you were on your own and fending for yourself. And you never got to rest. You had to keep your guard up. And you didn't have any teammates to trust to have your back. And if you'll allow me, just to get a little deeper about this, if you're always on alert, always in fight or flight or fawning like pleasers do, you also don't get a sense of yourself. You don't get a chance to look inward. It's because all your senses, your energy is spent looking out and being on the lookout for danger because you're by yourself. Our families are supposed to be the place where we automatically belong. We land in our families and it's like we're saying like, hey, y'all decided to invite me into your group. Here I am, man. You know, aren't I uniquely wonderful? And aren't you excited about what I will bring to the group? (laughs) If I get real with myself for a minute, I have been confused about belonging and fitting in for a long time. Belonging has just felt so elusive. Like it was something other people got to feel and I just didn't. 
And that's because of this early family experience of being kind of a part of, mostly on the outskirts, but not really feeling in the group, a solid place in the group. So many of my clients share stories about how they weren't understood in their families. They were too emotional or too creative or basically to themselves. Not to themselves like isolated, but they were just too much them. (laughs) And the group just continually shepherded them back into the mold, back into the norm, back into the standards. And the stories that we create because of not feeling that sense of comfort and safety in our families, that is the kicker to our self-esteem and our confidence. And as Brene Brown says, it will send you into a lifetime of fitting in. She has a book, Braving the Wilderness. And if you want to feel seen and heard and, I don't know, basically loved, Get yourself an Audible account and let her read this book to you. It is about this topic of fitting in and belonging. One sentence in that book, and though it's hard to find just one to resonate with, but one got me in the gut. And that is searching desperately for belonging and settling for fitting in. That sums up a lot of our people pleasing, doesn't it? We search for the connection that feels safe and we settle for cobbling together these little smiles and little thank yous from people as comfort. Brene is just so freaking clear about this belonging and fitting in thing that I almost want you to just stop this episode and go find her book and listen to her. But since you're here, (laughs) I'm going to share another bullseye moment from her. She says belonging is a spiritual practice, that it is to be a part of and to stand alone. But without the experience of being a part of, like an integral part of my family, how could I ever feel safe enough to stand alone? And that is what I think we get caught in as pleasers. We think us being ourselves, having opinions, preferences, crazy ideas, being creative, having our own sense of style, in other words, kind of standing alone, owning your own self, we somehow make that mean that we're selfish or we're putting someone out or we're going against the grain, rocking the boat, whatever. You get it. I know you get it. We want connection We don't want more isolation or aloneness. We already know what alone feels like. And our hustling, our attempts to make others happy and like us, those attempts are us fitting in. Those are so we don't feel so alone. We're constantly looking for our people, doing whatever we can to feel in Included, considered, cared for, accepted. So I know what Brene Brown is saying, what she means with the it's to be a part of and it's also to stand alone. That's what belonging is. 
And yes, it's good to belong to yourself, to find a home inside you because you're always going to be there with yourself, right? Wherever you go, there you are. But I want a squad. I want a team. I want a crew. (laughs) I want a family. So many of us end up putting together a family, our chosen family. We hold on to the people that see us and get us without any explanation. I have the extreme gratitude to have several groups where I belong. But I have one chosen family. And those are the women who, when we met, we were girls. Really scared, excited, open, ready, full of possibility, full of life was full of potential. We were freshmen in college. We were next door neighbors, across the street hall neighbors. (laughs) And there was one of us that had no roommate. (laughs) So there was always enough floor space to have spend the night parties. I just have to give a little shout out. Third floor Carolina, Elon College, represent. (laughs) That is where I found home. The thing is, belonging to other people, belonging with other people, is a precious gift in life. And it allows us to drop away all the protective shields and start to really emerge as ourselves. That's what our families were supposed to do for us. They were supposed to offer for us. And some of our families just couldn't do that for us. But when you find your crew, when you find your home and other people, when you feel like you belong, it's almost like other people's love allows you to become who you are. It's not you trying to gain their acceptance. It is you having a home base. We get to have a home base. Like when we were kids and we ran around outside for hours and we were like, Mr. Danstrom's back bumper is home base. And when you touch it, you're safe. (laughs) That's it. That's what I'm talking about. It's to have a home base where we reveal our true nature to these people and to ourselves. And it's weird because they teach us about love and eventually we emulate how they feel towards us and how they act towards us. And we begin to love ourselves along with them. We have one hand on Mr. Danstrom's back bumper. (laughs) We are safe. And with that safety, I actually believe this leads us to hitting that Mount Everest goal of belonging to ourselves. Which to me is what is so spiritual about this whole gig in the first place. You with yourself, you with your thoughts, your feelings, your body, your heart, You being able to be with yourself and allow yourself to be you. Turning the volume down on fitting in. And all of this spiritual stuff, this you being able to be with yourself because you're safe with the group, then you begin to be able to be with your spirit. I told y'all I was figuring this out and (laughs) figuring it out as we go. And I, I think belonging absolutely is a spiritual practice. Because your spirit is the thing that makes you, you. 
And the thing that I'm still a little pissed about is that it's the thing I showed up to my family with. It's the thing that was in me just naturally as a little kid. Wide open, running around, laughing, vulnerable, creative, serious, playful, inquisitive, quirky, sensitive. I was just me. And that got covered up by trying to fit in and by conforming to my family's mold first. My family's norm first. And then taking that strategy of conforming onto other groups, other relationships. Actually believing that that was the only way for me to be in, accepted, etc. And that is why I've been so confused about belonging and fitting in for a long time. Because if you don't have the reference point of automatically belonging with your first relationships, then what are you supposed to do? Belonging is you taking up your space. Not the space that the group says like, oh, hey, yeah, come on in. Here's what's left over. You, you can fit into that, you know. It's a, it's a round hole. You're a square peg, but you, you, can, you can figure it out. And by the way, like, this is the acceptable way in which you fit into us. I know we have to do that to survive, and I know we don't have any other choice but to do that when we're kids, but that early experience of how you, quote unquote, belong, when it really means that you're just trying to bend and contort and conform and fit in to an established mold, that kills your creativity and your spark and your aliveness and your uniqueness Fitting in will kill you, if that doesn't sound like it's too dramatic. (laughs) But it will make you feel like you're living in a black and white TV show. And life is a color experience. There has to be another way than to squeeze into the mold that others create for us. There has to be another way to feel connected to people than giving up who we are and dimming our spirit to fit in. I tried fitting in, belonging. I, I tried to show up with a group as an adult not too long ago. And this is how it went down. And I didn't realize any of this until putting this episode together and reflecting on where I felt like I belonged easily in my current life. And this is where I feel like I belong easily in my current life. My meditation group. I freaking love these people, y'all. I just, ugh, I could squeeze everyone till their head popped off. I absolutely have so much gratitude for this group of people. When I met them, I felt like I was joining an established group. And at this point, I don't even remember if that was true. But I just, you know, you walk into a group of people and you're always like, I'm the oddball. I'm the one that doesn't know whatever the norms, you know. But here's when I realized when I was reflecting back on where I feel like I belong in my current life outside of my chosen family girls. I did my joining differently. And here's what I mean. I did not focus in on what other members of the group needed. So I let that people pleaser part relax. I just let 
the group be themselves. And I took my time finding my space in the group. I wasn't walking in, pressing palms and kissing babies from the beginning. (laughs) Um, I just let myself feel out the group first. And that took time. And I was not comfortable at first. And I did little things to help me feel connected and more comfortable. You know, I laughed at things that I thought were jokes, which probably weren't. I smiled a lot and I did all the gestures that communicate kindness, but I did not commit too much at first. I mean, commit to doing stuff for the group. Hey, let me do this thing for you. Let me earn my place here. Let me prove to you I'm worthy. Mm. I didn't do it. I just observed myself and my thoughts and I worked with those go-to beliefs and stories that you say to yourself all the time like oh my god this person didn't say hello to me she must not like me I worked with myself now what helped is this was a mindfulness meditation group so that was part of the whole shebang but let me tell you that mindfulness shit works (laughs) y'all because I joined this group differently. I eventually started showing up without a lot of fanfare or promises, without a lot of striving. I just showed up and I spoke up when I felt I had something to say, to offer, but I didn't speak up just to be heard. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm always like, let me just talk so somebody can pay attention to me for once. (laughs) I didn't do that, at least in my reflection, I didn't do that. And I just let the relationships evolve. And some of those relationships are stronger than others. And I am so, so, so okay with that. And some of those relationships faded. And if those people showed up walking on the sidewalk in front of me, I would flip the fuck out, y'all. I would be so excited to see them, even though the relationship faded. I don't hold any judgment for these folks. It's freaking brilliant. And I'm not spread too thin by trying to keep up with everyone and trying to keep everyone happy with me at all times. There are a few folks in the group that if I called them or texted them this four paragraphs of how much I miss them, they would respond that day and be like, ditto. And I would feel seen and heard. I'm just, I'm a very fortunate person. I have a range of fulfilling relationships. I have a home, my chosen family, my Elon girls, and I have a group of people that accept me and my meditation group. And then I have a few people that they also can come sit at the Thanksgiving table with me, you know? And they're new folks, and I adore them. I also have to give a shout out to my high school friends. I'm telling you, man, I was new in an established group. If you want to talk about an established group, some of those kids had grown up and been together since kindergarten. And when I walked in trembling in ninth grade to high school, they took me in. And I still talk to them. (laughs) So even though fitting in was something that I, mm, it was my go-to, it 
hasn't been the only way that I could show up in relationships. And for that, all I can do is put my hand on my heart, hold back my tears and say thank you. Thank you to the people that allowed me to belong and that showed me that I really didn't have to fit in. I could just show up. I didn't have to make myself small. I could be big. Hmm. I hope you all belong somewhere, that you feel at home somewhere, and that you let those people know how important it is to you that they exist. They heal our hearts, friendships, relationships, their spiritual practice, and they show us who we are. And gratefully, we can be fortunate enough to have space for us to show people who we are too and for them to love it. Just love it. Love us. Thanks for letting me work through this, for being on the journey with me. And I can't wait to talk to you guys more about relationships. It's such, mm, it's such top of mind for me right now. So be well. My hand is on my heart, thanking you all for being in this space with me and whether you know it or not, allowing me to be me. And I want to reciprocate that gift to you and peace, peace to you. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about me and how I work, please go to www.powertothepleasers.com. And if you want to get even more special attention, get on the mailing list. It's not fluff. It's not going to waste your time. It's always intentional and educational. So I'll see you there. Later.